Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, host today, joined by co-host Tim O'Connor. We are I am live. here, Kevin. So glad you're here. So glad you're with us, Tim. We're live here on WYSL, which means that you, the listener, can give us a call. 866-552-1009. It's 866-552-1009. Or leave your comment. Online, wherever you happen to be listening today on the Free Solution pages, YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson pages, the Tim O'Connor pages. We got so many options right now. So many places where you can find us. Wherever you are, though, appreciate you being here. Leave your comments if you want to add to what we're talking about. We already got one from Shelly. Shelly says, good afternoon. Hey, Shelly. Glad you're listening today. Hey, Shelly. Oh, my God. Listen, Shelly is one of my favorite people of all times. I've got to be honest. She's probably She got kicked off Facebook, <laughs> and so she's commenting it's from YouTube. YouTube. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that, that is a good guess. Oh, man. <laughs> An- another permanent Facebook zuckening. What is she? Yeah. <laughs> the zuckening. Yeah. Um, all right, so anyway, you know, we got we got a couple things to talk about today. You know, you, you'd thrown out some of the topics around uh, the National Guard doing everything around inflation. Maybe we'll do some fake mm-hmm. news. We'll see. Let's see what we got. But but Tim, it's Friday, well, man. Let's have some fun. You know. Yeah. Let's just fun of these it. jokers. Hey, That's Kevin, it. I got a question for you, man. Does Rochester have a monorail? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you, you you messaged me that and like sort of. <laughs> All right. No, but, because listen. Monorails solve a lot of problems. Like Disney has a monorail, and so, I mean, it's just a, a measure of success. Yeah, people love well, monorails. People love mon- a few million dollars, some eminent domain. Like, yeah, let's 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 get some some, some mass transit in here. <laughs> you can just put you put the post right through people's roofs in their house, and it, it's no problem. Yeah, exactly. It's good. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, easily get around. Want to get to downtown? Take the monorail. Absolutely. I live one of the main cities in Otsego County, one of two, actually, like is coming up with all these creative ideas to uh, boost small businesses. And they're actually they gave a parking lot to a developer and the developers building a bunch of quote unquote affordable housing. They took four hundred thousand dollars and they gave it to a restaurant and that restaurant closed up like six months later. But I think it's because they don't have a monorail. Like, if they had a monorail, all these problems would be solved. It's all, it's all going to be fixed. Uh, yes. And then uh, Robert, Robert picking up what you're putting down, uh, commenting on Facebook says, isn't there a Simpsons episode where a salesman sold the town of Springfield on a monorail? Yeah, you know, I didn't well, watch the ending the, to that one. I'm sure it worked great uh, everywhere. Uh, the, and The beauty of it is... The the monorail salesman is key to the story. I think that I want to sell monorails. That's why I think Oneana should have a monorail. And if I, if Oneana doesn't take the monorail, Otigo, seven miles away, is going to take the monorail. That's the way it's going to work. Yeah, that that seems totally fair. So you know you you got to get that monorail while they last. Limited time offer. <laughs> get the monorail. 
You can't have two monorails in 10 miles. That'd be crazy. Yeah, no. You want to be the town known for the monorail. Just a, just a few billion people. here or there in investment. It's fine. We'll get yeah. the Fed money to do it. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's going to be new in the infrastructure bill there's new, for, for, for mass transit. There's going to be money. Get that monorail money. Get the monorail money from the colleges to the downtown. We could have the best quintessential epic monorail of all time. It's going to be great. Nothing could possibly go wrong with with that this, idea. with this investment. You know, and again, every time every time we build we build trains somewhere, it's going to be great. People, people love trains, man. Actually, you know, actually, I, I'll, I'll like I do unironically like I like cities with good su- subway systems. It's just that sure at this point in time, it is in many places, so wildly impractical to do this based on, like, how everything has been built now without tearing a huge swath of infrastructure out to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. It is just not feasible to build this new stuff. Like, Rochester used to have a subway system. It would be cool if we still had that subway system. However, it didn't make sense. It wasn't making money uh, back in the 50s when they stopped doing it. Uh, and Kevin, you worry about making money too much. What are you, a capitalist? That's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a public service. It's a public yeah, service. It's, it's supposed bro. to lose money. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that <laughs> argument, right? But, like, at some point in time, it's got to, like, the, the MTA can barely pay for itself. Like, it's, mm. it's and, and I say barely, I mean, like, it cannot exactly pay for itself. It's, it's I don't think I, it does. <laughs> no, and, and they have tens of millions of people to draw upon. You know, what was what, a city like Rochester or Buffalo, which also has a subway system? They Buffalo actually does. Uh, All right. Yeah. Ro- Rochester. Uh, I said they, they sort of had a monorail. Was, there used to be a monorail for kids in the Sibley building. And now, like they when they set the Christmas village uh, like every, you know, every year, they will bring out the cars from that, from from the old. Yeah. You know, they are. Yeah. So, so the uh, was it Sibley building. No, it was, uh, whatever it was. There's a mall downtown for a while. Yeah, um, can I, could I get I, I if I wanted to go to a it. Bills game? Could I get from downtown Buffalo to Bills Stadium in a subway? No, no, you cannot. Oh man! I mean, so like that's where it kind of makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> like if you could use it to like tailgate somewhere, and then like not have to drive, and like again, oh, when I when I lived epic. in like Berlin as a student for a bit, like it was kind of nice going to a soccer game and being able to drink a bunch of beers and not having to drive back. I, I like that. When I lived in D.C. for a bit, like sure. that was a nice thing. But again, you know, like in a small city like Buffalo, does it make sense? Do we build stuff around it in a way that makes sense? Can you do it and have it like not? suck billions out of the economy i don't know it doesn't seem like they do that and you know uh uh a couple comments from shelly she said when i when i lived in mexico half century ago i could always find my way home on the monorail it was called a trolley back then and nice uh robert says i'd like to bring back the rail the street rail cars so so tim we yeah we have enough time for this actual conspiracy about like the street rail cars because most cities used to have this stuff right like little rome new york Used to have like a pretty complex street rail system. Fairport had a street rail system up up here in the Rochester area. Lots of these cities yeah. have this. Why did they get torn out? I think that probably Big Auto did away with them. They bought politicians. They made them illegal, and, and that's what that's what happened. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's kind of it's basically that, right? Like it's. A couple things happened where the automotive industry and, like, you know, 
people trying to set up gas stations, so like the petroleum industry, they would pay these cities to tear out these systems. And then, like, uh, I think it was GM had bought, like, the biggest, like, rail car producer in the U.S. and just sabotaged the business. Like, it's... That makes... Like, yeah. I'm generally not a conspiracy theorist, but this is something that, like, weirdly actually happened. Like, the automotive industry is just, like... Having this public transit around is not good for us selling cars. You know, you can't get your cars through the town as fast. You can't, um, you know, make yeah. the case that there's no way to get around unless you get a car. And so they destroyed these systems of public transit so that people would have to buy cars. And that's and that's like one of the few like things where where, where these capitalist companies have have. Uh, have been like really just like mustache twirling bad guys in this case. Now I don't know if that would survive <laughs> long term anyway, right? Like, yeah. like you know, maybe, maybe people didn't want that. People like cars for a lot of reasons in the same way they like them nowadays. Like I don't want to have to be limited to like traveling along the line. That want to be able to go where right. I want, right? But they needed yeah, no, more they, laws they back that. then, Kevin. What's that? What they didn't have, they didn't have enough laws back then. Uh, if they had had more laws back then. They could have prevented this. Well, we so that's where we got things like more laws. We, that's where we got jaywalking <laughs> laws, right? So actually, the Absolutely. automotive industry, same thing. People kept getting hit by cars, right? And because like they were used to walking in the street and using the streetcars, doing that thing, and it was making the industry look bad with all these people being killed by cars. So they invented the law of jaywalking, and a jay being like a country bumpkin. Uh, you know, you were. You were just walking around like an ignorant country bumpkin through the city, crossing the street, getting hit by cars, and it's your fault for doing it. Not the car's fault. Wow. <laughs> that, that's I where Jay didn't know all this stuff, from. man. That's, that's amazing. That's a great piece of history. I hope everybody out there appreciates Kevin's, uh, like, putting history, matching it up to our reality. I got to thank you for that because I literally didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. No, it's it's... Yeah, the history of like this stuff is wild. And again, was that lead to later on? Not not just like tearing up the the you know subway systems and and rail cars and all that stuff. Which you know, maybe it would have gone away anyway. We have buses now if you want to use that stuff. But also building all these extra roads that now we can't afford anymore. <laughs> so that's yeah. where we're at. All right. So anyway. Uh, Kevin Wilson and Tim O'Connor here on A Free Solution. Thank you, everyone, for leaving your comments online. Thank you for being here. We're going to be back with more from A Free Solution in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. 
Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Today, joined by Tim O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. Yep. You know, we're we're talking about uh, <laughs> minor rails, and we, we kind of went off on a bit of a, a tangent there for a bit. And, and I, I have a correction to make because I, I I don't know why I said Sibley Building is Midtown Plaza, where where the the monorail was. Apparently, it's a, a a common thing for um, there to be monorails in like shopping buildings like that for kids to just launch, you know just offering entertainment option also producer had a wealth of knowledge about like where like how Seabreeze was like an end of a line destination for for uh trolley systems and stuff like that is fascinating so uh, you know may- maybe one day we'll do like more on that like that started as a joke and we like went off on like an actual tangent on this stuff it was a blast and you hit me with a conspiracy theory i just loved it man and it's not even a conspiracy theory it's a conspiracy reality as are so many things. Yeah. No. So. So. Like. Look it up. Uh, you know. I it, like the General Motors streetcar conspiracy theory. Like, there's a, a Wikipedia page on it, and a bunch of like documents, and like, and and a whole bunch of other stuff. But it, it kind of seems like the automotive industry intentionally killed the streetcar industry. Like, it was. It was a. It was not a fading out of that technology. It, it was. It was a murder. That's what it was. It was a murder. Murder. <laughs> I love it. There is no doubt that capitalism, when it gets to into some of this nitty gritty pieces of competition, where they they have kind of done some damage. Like and now, I'm feeling all quaint and sentimental about trolley cars, man. I wish that I'd had that experience in my life. Yeah, right. And like again, it may it may have faded out anyway. Just uh, you know, that's. It was kind of pushed along in this case, and and oftentimes it was pushed along by capturing the levers of government and being able to set funding for infrastructure and to put restrictions on other companies in order to to rig the game in their favor, right? Like that's that's what ended yeah. up happening. In this we case. still see that going on every day. I mean that that happens top to bottom. At the smallest, lowest level of government, all the way up to the the federal government. I mean, people pay for their ideas to get become popular with the government. They pay for regulations. It's literally a reality. It's not even a debate anymore. No, no. Yeah, again, this isn't, you know, this is in the realm of, uh, of conspiracy in this case. It's like you can look at the laws. You can, you know, make connection between money. Just because someone's lobbying doesn't mean they're necessarily doing anything nefarious. But... You know, when the government is willing and able to, you know, engage in regulatory capture, you know, we're, we're seeing so, some stuff like this with uh, social media companies. We see this with, like, infrastructure stuff, like, on again, on every level of government. You know, we, we see this with, uh, like, banking regulations, too. It's like the, the, the yeah. big boys get in there, they, uh, you know, and say, all right, like, we get that you need to keep consumers safe, and we're going to help you do that. Here's a list of regulations that we think will keep consumers safe and you know, yeah. knowing darn well that they will be able to comply with that and their competitors won't. I went full conspiracy theory on the uh, Facebook whistleblower, man. I don't know if you caught any of that show, but I'm like, Facebook is has no animosity towards her at all. They're literally begging for regulations from the federal government. They would love them. They would welcome them. It would it would keep them as the pinnacle social media platform for a couple extra decades. I, I just think it's real. They're like, yes, please regulate us harder, Mr. Government. Yeah. Or please, Mrs. Government. D- please don't <laughs> throw us in the briar patch. Please don't throw yeah. us in the briar. Yeah. Uh you know, uh no, that's I 
Yeah, like there's there's a little something about that that, that kind of makes me think that too. And Andrew and I had talked about that that whistleblower too, right? Like it's part of like part of me is like, all right, yeah, like Facebook they they do some shady stuff, but like the solution here to like require a greater level of speech regulation on these platforms, you know, in favor of of like greater censorship, I, that that ain't it. That ain't the solution. And and you know, there's Are been you some sure? proposals because those fact checkers are they've got their finger on the pulse of the nation, brother. They <laughs> keep they keep things real on Facebook. I love them. You guys hear me, Facebook? Facebook, do you hear me supporting <laughs> your activity? <laughs> yeah, no, if you if you suck up enough, Tim, like nothing bad will happen to you. It's it's gonna be good. Just just keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Everything's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. Um no, you know <laughs> uh <laughs> with uh, the, with the Facebook stuff, you know, actually, you know, I'll just say like, because every once in a while, like sometimes the fact checkers, they get stuff right. People are posting stupid stuff like, okay, like not that sure. I think anyone who's like posting that stuff is actually going to read that. Like, who cares? But, you know, like the the one that's bugging me lately is that the, the fact checking on like the $600 thing, because people like oh, the, the fact check is like. This is a conspiracy because Alex Jones said this about the uh, fact check or, or about the, the $600 like, uh, you know, account thing with the IRS where the IRS can look at every bank account that is, has $600 going out of it. But like th- – so this isn't true because this one person said this thing about the $600 thing. Come on, man. Can you – like this is why people are are driven nuts by the fact checking thing because they take like Correct. one part of an out of context statement by like a fringe individual and then pretend like the entire concept of like the IRS looking at your bank account if it has six hundred dollars going in and out of it is totally made up. Like no, it's not. Like there's yeah. a real thing. There's a proposal at Treasury to like do this thing that they're trying to see if they can work it into the infrastructure bill. It's out there. Or they'll say, well, it's not true that this is the law yet. And like. Yes, I know, right. but like it could be, and that is worth talking about. Quit putting a stupid fact check on my posts about that. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You know they want to. You know it's in conjunction with this notion that somehow we can control what billionaires are doing and make sure billionaires are paying their taxes by keeping an eye on Tim and Kevin's bank accounts for $600 or more transactions. Like it, it's literally insane. That fact checking drives me nuts because it's exactly what you said. It's parsing of hairs. It's like Alex Jones said this and basically it hasn't passed yet, but yeah, you right. can bet they want it. Nope. That, that's a, that's exactly what it is. And you know, so with, with with any of this, with, with, with regulatory capture, things like that, you know, like you actually, there there's a great uh, like Andrew Heaton episode on this, uh, and, and he talks about like anytime you you build a regulation, right? Like there's going to be some sort of unintentional consequences of that, right? Like so, you, right. you try to regulate like the speech on Facebook, and, and and what what is the worst person in the world, the worst company in the world, or the worst government official in the world going to do? When you implement that law, like it's like the politicians are concerned with virtue signaling now right here, not thinking about what's going to happen a couple of years from now when either corporations that are supposed to be doing this thing are like shifting their profits to like not comply with the letter, but not the spirit of the law or government officials are abusing the spirit of the law to crack down on speech that they don't like like the, yeah. the, the way you put it is like imagine every single law that you have is you making a wish in a monkey paw 
you know, like a, a cursed monkey paw. Like if it's like, yeah, sure. Like your wish is going to get p- fulfilled, but like, you know, it's going to get fulfilled in a shady way. Man, the, the, the terror that like went through my life from that, that story about the monkey paw. Honestly, I couldn't <laughs> sleep. I, it still haunts me to this day, man. That's why I don't make crazy wishes. I barely even pray, man. Like it, because it's going to come back and haunt me. I know it. <laughs> All right, so Tim O'Connor would not appreciate you giving him any cursed monkey paws. Uh, just just don't correct. do it. Not the, his Christmas gift of choice. We'll keep yeah. that in mind. <laughs> Facebook's going to be pulling up the trolley tracks of free speech. How's that for an analogy? There we go. Oh, man, we're going, we're going full circle here. We're just, you're just going to bring it back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You think you're out, but then we pull you back in. Back that's in. how it goes, man. Tie, tie back to you, we. We got to tie it back to the monorail again. That's it. Yeah. Back. <laughs> I don't know, that's that's, that's, that's thematic consistency, folks. Uh, that's yep. that's good quality radio right there. Um, no, no. So I think you know. All right. So so we've covered some of that stuff too. And again, if uh, we we got a few people who are commenting on to uh, you know Michelle saying just afternoon boys. You know, hey, yeah. how's it going, Michelle? Appreciate you being here, um, and you know we got uh, logic on too. Uh, thank, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate yeah. y'all being here, and um, yeah, no, a few great comments in here. So thanks so much for 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 being here today, uh, and you know, oh, this is an interesting one. I, I, I don't know about this topic. Look at Australia mandating zero net carbon emissions from farmers. We're watching the rest of the world head there. We should be concerned. You know, well, th- that's that's super interesting because, like, again mandating zero net carbon anything right like you've got to think okay i i get that your intention is to do something good right like i i I will give them that i'll say like maybe their intention is to do something good with this stuff but you can't control how people do it and you can't control what the consequences of that are right like how much other destruction is going to happen in the process of mandating zero net carbon emission from farmers and then how can farmers Maybe follow the letter of the law, but also get around it in ways that end up having a ton of unforeseen consequences uh, for the environment, right? And I don't know exactly what those are, but we see that in public policy all the time. The road to somewhere is paved (laughs) with good intentions. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we got to head the break now. But again, thanks for listening today to A Free Solution. We're here until 1 o'clock live. Give us a call at 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. We'll be back in a few minutes on A Free Solution. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson here today, joined by Tim O'Connor. We're live here on WYSL, which means that you can give us a call, 866-552-1009. 866-552-1009. Live here until 1 o'clock. And shout down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark. Appreciate y'all being here as well. It's a little bit later. And uh, our friends listening online. Free Solution Facebook page, YouTube channel, all the Kevin Wilson pages, and all the Tim O'Connor pages and accounts, wherever you're listening today. Thanks for being here. We're omnipresent, bro. We're everywhere. Just everywhere. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that voice in your head, Tim and Kevin. <laughs> Tim and Kevin, we are solving uh, no, uh, your problems. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, topic shift. We're going yeah, to talk shift. about inflation. Tim, what, what's going on? Inflation, tell us about I, those high-class problems. These high-class so first of all, we, let's let's point our fingers, our stubby, angry fingers, right in the face of the current administration. This Josh Furman, a former economic advisor for Obama, tweets out, "Hey, inflation is a high class problem." Biden's economic advisor retweets it. Jen Psaki defends it. Guys, these guys are so tone deaf; it's not even funny. That's one of the issues. Now, I will say that he meant to say. Inflation is a good problem to have. It means the economy's coming back. I don't know that that's accurate, though. I, I'm an economics guy, okay? Like, I studied economics at SUNY Binghamton under Professor Kern. I took, like, philosophy according to Marx, economic philosophy according to Marx. And then I took a class from this guy who was a Waldorf, who was a economics advisor to Ronald Reagan. We, he used to cancel class all the time. Because he would have to go meet up with Ronald Reagan and his board of economic advisors to come up with plans on how to, you know, boost the economy with economic strategy. So mm-hmm. this one of the strategies that they came up with, and it's obviously survived to this day, is that the government can spend a lot of money. The government can print a lot of money. The government can literally devalue the dollar. Then your current debts become easier to pay back, theoretically. But the problem is, is that it, it raises, causes prices to go up on everything, right? So a dollar 10 years ago could buy a gallon of milk. A dollar today could buy a quart of milk. And, and we're seeing that happen. So we would get to the gas prices and stuff like that. That's a, probably a supply chain issue, a slightly different thing, but... Yeah, you know, right. So like... It, you got a bunch of causes behind that can like kind of all be lumped into inflation, right? Like, so Correct. you know, you, you might when you look at inflation, like when when they're um, talking about increasing the cost of living uh, for uh, 
Social Security and whatnot, right? Which went up, I think, what, 5.9% this year, right? Like, they're looking at, like, the whole economy yeah. of everything. So they're saying, okay, we need to, to give out more money here because the cost of everything has gone up. Gas, groceries, stuff you're buying at the store, you know, whatever, right? And right. so, like, you, you might look at any one individual thing and say, like, okay, well, like, here's the causes of why gas is up over 2020, right? Like, last year, oil was negative, and now it's not. So, okay, that's going to go up, um, and it, but it's up higher just a little bit than, than, than what the baseline is. Why is food going up just a little bit higher? Is it because of COVID? Is it because of government policy? The answer is yes to both of those, but, you know, what, what, is, what, what are causing those things? And then you have, like, the overall supply of money, right, and how does that, the availability of printed fiat currency impact, like, the value of goods and services based on, like, their relative scarcity to those things. And so trying to look at that all together, people attempt to make policy that makes sense out of that. The Fed certainly tries to do that. They think that they can pull some levers, tweak some things, maybe increase the interest rate a little bit, and it's going to fix everything. Tim, can they do that? Well, they can do that, but what happens is is that the economy tends to overcorrect to contractions. To cr- so if the Fed raises the interest rate, and guys, we're, we're, I, I've never seen interest rates stay so low for so long, and we, the issue is put on the, the gas second forever. Yeah, so the second they start raising this interest rate, banks are going to raise their interest rates. Your credit card interest is going to go up. You're going to see a supply shock to your money that, I mean, it will be incredible. So I don't know what to do. I think that we've created this potential mess. We're standing on a cliff. We certainly have, you know, problems in the actual supply chain of goods. So what's going to happen when we, when we, try to correct this when when the government tries to finesse its way into a a solider monetary policy what do you think kevin i'm not at all nervous about it i I know how to hunt i know how to fish (laughs) so so you're gonna find you're like all right well society's gonna collapse when they do that but i'll be all right Uh, i mean i'm just saying you know it's i got i got like 50 pounds of flour i'm getting through the winter no matter what bro only 50 pounds Oh, come on. I got, yeah, you know, I got the propane to cook it. Everything's fine, man. Everything is fine. We've got nothing to worry about. There you go. Yeah. Tim's going to start homesteading. Like me, me living in the city with like my, all my, you know, city hookups for electricity, gas, water, et cetera. You can still prep though, bro. You can still prep. You can buy cans of food. You can like learn to hunt and maybe shoot a deer this winter. I mean, all those things. Are within your grasp, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm paranoid. I'm not saying you have to do it, but it is like these are good skills to have. No, oh, sure, no. I mean, it's certainly stuff to think about. You know, plus building you know relationships with your neighbors. Know know who you can uh, count on, who needs help, all that. Absolutely, type of stuff. definitely a good thing to do. But you know, in, in terms of like the the big policy picture, right? You know, like well, what. What is going to happen here? Where are people going to shift? Does it make sense to do things like, uh, you know, get uh, to, to get crypto? Because crypto prices have, like, gone nuts this week. I was just like, all right, it's gone up again. I, I, I'm going to sell a bit of my Bitcoin. Like, there's no way it's going to go up past 60K again. I'm, I'm going to sell it, like, 52. Right. And then now it's at 60. <laughs> just checked See, I can't, I can't even pay attention. It moves so fast. Yeah. What I'm thinking, I've got this suggestion for you Bitcoin experts. Guys, it's time for you to start buying politicians, okay? Like, they're available. <laughs> the... They're for sale. Let's get some numbers. 
let's start working on better regulation and, be- and better policy for you. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's that's what it is. Um, now, my Ethereum, I sold some of that too. All right. Anyway, you know, I'm just looking at my portfolio. Like, oh, Why did I do that? That's, that's dumb. Yeah, my <laughs> my trading advisor is my 15 year old kid. He like studies charts and stuff like that. So listen, I I hit the bottoms. I sell the highs. I mean, I am I am on fire. I am going to take my 2012 Ford Taurus and my Bitcoin and parlay it into. A sixty thousand dollar truck, there and I go. can't wait. Nice, good luck. You know, me, me, I'm, I'm over here buying, buying high, selling low, and then like watching things oh, yeah. go back up and then buying high again. Oh, wait, wait, hang on a second. What, what did I say? Yeah, because I do what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I try to listen to my kid, but I don't ever pay attention to him because exactly. I don't think he's serious. He's always right. I'm always wrong, and so whatever. Yeah, no, that's so how it goes. It's, it's all going to work out for both of us. So, so needless to say, Tim and I are, are definitely going to eventually have our totally nailed down strategy turn us into Bitcoin millionaires. Uh, yeah, and... I will turn thousands into hundreds instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Talented at that. So yeah, needless, don't don't take any like crypto advice from from Tim or I. Like we we do, do not, not take it. This is this about. is not financial advice. <laughs> no, it's it's very bad, and, and you should not listen to a word of of what we're saying. At least not follow the advice. You could listen to, to what we're saying. Just don't follow what we're saying. Well, other than if you've made a lot of money on Bitcoin, buy politicians. That, there you go. That I yeah, think get, is you, good you go ahead and do that. <laughs> that no. I think is good advice. It's up to sixty one thousand now. Let's see. There we go. <laughs> right on our breaking news about Bitcoin. It, it's going higher. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway, you know, like uh, I, I know we're we're starting to run out of time for this segment, um, and yeah, in, inflation is going to continue to be a problem. I don't have a lot of faith in either the Federal Reserve, that that quasi government sort of entity that the the president appoints the the, the chairman of, but doesn't uh, actually control. I, I don't have a lot right. of faith in them to be able to pull the right levers and push the right buttons and adjust inflation rates just enough to fix this problem. It is something that needs to be solved by the wider market. And if we let prices kind of do their thing and help guide the information about production, supply shortages, where stuff needs to go, we'll be in a much better position than with the Federal Reserve and, and, and the federal government uh, messing with those But things. Kevin, those guys have computers and computer programs. I think with proper computer analysis, everything is going to be fine. Nonsense. Not there yet. Wait, it's the, Friday, man. It's Friday. Folks, nonsense. folks have the, the, the hubris to think that they can do that, to think that. we now Before, we didn't know, but now... Now we have all the information that we need to correctly control the economy. Guys, trust us this time. It's going to be good. All right. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us here on The Free Solution. Uh, Kevin Wilson and Tim O'Connor on. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. It's fake news Friday here on a free solution. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening today. Again, we're live on WISL to 1 o'clock. Give us a call, 866-552-1009. If you want to participate in the discussion, if you have any fake news for us, too. Potential fake news. Oh, yeah. All right, so I, I, we don't have too many today, but I, I, do, uh, I do have one. Is California banning gas lawnmowers? Tim, oh, God, I, there's a fake yeah. news. Let me just say this. I, I hope. That they do, because honestly, the biggest problem the world faces right now, we have solved all of the other world's problems. Gas lawnmowers are something that absolutely has to be banned next. I I actually got an electric lawnmower, and so I think everybody else should use an electric lawnmower. You should have to. Mandatory. No other options. Ideas so good, you can get arrested if you don't follow them. That's it. That's the way to save everything from the economy to everybody's feelings, top to bottom. Let's do this. So, yep. it's probably fake news, though. Fake news? No, it is. It is uh, real news. The California, oh, they, uh, I know, right? <laughs> they they signed a bill uh, uh, last week on uh, on Saturday to uh, to ban gas lawnmowers and leaf blowers. They want to limit air pollution, so limit cool. carbon output. Uh, so they, so it has to, it has to be in compliance by, uh, 2028. So all portable gas power gener or no, sorry. Uh, small engines is 2024 and then 2028 is like the, uh, gas power generation and whatnot too. So, so are they going to be able to drive four wheelers and stuff like that? That's a great question. Like I would say it, it, from what it looks like. Probably not. Like it looks like everything is like any of the the small engines, small gas powered engines are. So if you want a four wheeler in California, I suppose it's or dirt bike or lawn equipment, you're you're gonna have to go electric. Now, like I know, like the, you said, you get an electric lawnmower. Like I I legitimately have looked into that too. But I have a gas powered lawnmower right now that works well. It's like 15 years old. Like I was mowing on it when I was 12. Nice. I mean, math that no, it's, it's it must be eighteen years old then, because yeah, it, it was my parents' old lawnmower, and they got a new one, and they're like, "Hey, you want this?" And it still worked fine since. I have not done a Did single thing to it and put gas in it. <laughs> Do I get taxed? Did on you it? get taxed on that gift? I, you know, I, yeah, I, that's I a probably should have. Uh, so <laughs> now the IRS is going to be looking at my bank account, and they're like, "God, that guy has more than six hundred dollars in there." All right, yeah, yeah, let's open them up. I open up the <laughs> yeah. audit. Say check it out. So I have my basic backyard is a lake. So my side yard is literally like fifteen by forty. So I have maybe six hundred square feet to mow, and 
ideal, the ideal thing to mow it with, I was mowing it with one of those rotary things where you just push it down through and it, mm. the, the blades spin and you get little tiny grass clippings. Like, and, like the, the know, manual was, one? Like the, the non-human yeah, yeah, yeah. powered one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm all about saving the environment, bro. So, like, I'm literally pushing this lawnmower, and then finally my wife says, you know what you should try? And she bought me this little $100 electric lawnmower, and I'm telling you what, my lawn looks great, and I yeah. mow it in half the time. Yeah, no, no, it's a nice thing because yeah, I've used I've used those too, right? Like, which is great if you have a smooth, flat lawn like the manual powered ones. If it is like yeah. your lawn is like lumpy and irregular, it is so terrible to use. It's, I have yeah, a hundred pounds Labrador retriever. My lawn is at best lumpy and irregular all yeah. the time. Exactly. Same <laughs> like the, my dog tears up our backyard. Like just just yeah. just by like running around, like not even like yeah. actually digging, just running. Um, so yeah, like uh, I and again. The, the thing to think about with all this stuff, too, is like, all right, like, I have a perfectly good lawnmower. What is the carbon offset of me keeping my lawnmower as is versus going out and increasing demand for electric lawnmowers and all the materials that go into that? Isn't it better yeah. to just kind of keep using the thing that I'm using for a while versus, you know, I, that, that's... That's an efficiency argument, and I love that argument, okay? That's a reality, but... I don't want to get into that. What I'm going to suggest you do to assuage your conscience is to go plant trees. Go plant like 57 trees this weekend. And then you're covered on that gas-powered lawnmower for the rest of its life. Yeah, sure. Why not? Actually, no, there's an interesting <laughs> study done by NASA that suggested that lawns are on net carbon absorbers, even with mowing them, too. Uh, I don't believe that. That came from Which the government. <laughs> well that, that that's a fair point tim yeah i mean all right so or, or instead of a lawnmower maybe i'm just gonna get like sheep i'm gonna, I'm gonna probably right. need a variance for that um but you Fight know, the power seems... kevin yeah don't don't get no, a variance right. just get sheep <laughs> just get sheep ask for forgiveness not for permission yes. all right yeah no that's good point. correct that's uh hopefully my you know I, I only got like one set of neighbors right i got park on the other side like hopefully they will yeah. they will like the sheep they're, you know, yeah, who doesn't them. like sheep? They're who, great. Who? They're not cute. mean. As, I, I could get goats. Goats would be mean. And, and, goats and can be kind of wild. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't get I'm goats. A, I wouldn't a, do that to my neighbors. But then sheep. Sheep are chill, right? Sheep, I think they're chill. They make they make a lot of noise sometimes. But, like, you can make sweaters out of them. So you're you're on your way to becoming a more effective prepper with a couple sheep in the yard. Ah, see, see, there we go, Tim. That That is my, you know, even though I have a city yard, I get, get a couple sheep. <laughs> It's got to be at least two because they got to be. They got to have friends. Don't don't want the, got, the sheep to be. Long. Then you can have baby sheep. There Think we about go. that. They baby sheep are really cute, bro. I'm not even yeah, kidding. Little, they no, are no, so I've cute. Like your wife, your kid. Like you'll be the most popular guy on the block, man. People will come over to see the baby sheep. And seen seen baby sheep, seen baby goats too. But again, don't I don't really want a goat. Goat, goat goats are kind of mean. But well, they can be. They can be very sweet too. But they eat everything. Just they they, do. Oh, my yard would be devastated. <laughs> They'll eat your dog. <laughs> they might. I don't know. I don't know how big. How, how big can goats unhinge their jaws like snakes? I don't know anything about farm uh, animals. <laughs> uh, anyway, I do know stuff about farm so animals. Yeah, but I, you'll like goats. You can find the right. You can get those fainting goats. Fainting those goats. Those are pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Let's those are pretty that. cool. 
Um, and, and, and Shelly says you could get geese if you want to anger your neighbors. No, the geese are, oh, geese yeah. are terrifying. And like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want any part of that. They're, they're mean yeah. and noisy. They're territorial. Yeah. They will, they will rock somebody's world. That little, little neighbor kid that wants to come by and be like, can I go see Kevin's geese? He will get swatted silly by the geese. Geese are incredibly aggressive and they defend their yards or their territory with violence. Yeah, they sure do. So yeah, no, probably not sheep. Don't think they're gonna get along with my pup or like the the neighbor kids who like walk by from the park and they're like, oh look, I'm gonna go like hang out with the geese. I'm gonna go pet the geese. Nope, that's how you lose fingers, kid. Don't you don't you get near my fence? That's right. Guard geese. Which all right, small tangent. In Florida, apparently, peacocks are used as like guard animals because they're super noisy. And like aggressive. This, which yes, this this is real news, man. This has been going on since the ancient Chinese dynasties. That is one of the primary functions of uh, peacocks. Yeah, they 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 make a ruckus. I I had no idea this was big until like relatively recently. I'm like peacocks, that's it. That's what you do. They, they're and they can be aggressive as well and territorial, but they make the craziest noises when their space is invaded. So you know, and they're also very perceptive and very nervous, right? So. Like a, a chipmunk could set off a peacock, for example. It's mm. a risky take if you want to guard your property with peacocks. But yeah, so I mean, it's green. They'll they'll make a run. Say goody. I I would have no idea about that. Um, and yeah. and apparently there's a peacock that guards a bar in the Catskills, according to Shelley. Fascinating. I mean, yeah, I've, I've always seen a few peacocks in New York. My, my one of my parents' neighbors had one. Yeah, and also yeah, would make a ruckus. A bunch of peafowl, peahens, peacocks. Nice, but. And all sorts of other animals, but anyway, yeah. So we only got we only got like a minute left. We we, we covered the the one real news item of banning lawnmowers in California. So entrepreneurial idea: you save them gas lawnmowers, trek them out to California. Just saying. Ten four black market right. lawnmowers. There you go. All right. Thanks for being on, Tim. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Had a blast. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend, folks. Take care. <laughs>